Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ta-da! Ta-da! Sorry, I really had to cut that short, the Everton thing, because we've got so many other matches to get to. No, no, go now, go now, and continue the chat. And and then, if Ross wants to add it as a, a little cheeky extra, let's do it. Well, what did because, you want to say, Colin? Well, what I want to say is I, I, I agreed very heavily with Mark, because... Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You're probably going to shoot me down in flames here. But as far as I'm concerned, I think there was one other big thing about why Everton don't get bought, and it's because, with regret, Everton are in a two-club city, and the other club is quite a biggie in Liverpool. Media-wise, yeah? Yeah. Um, You know, in in the ability to sell shirts to people in the Far East and all that sort of good stuff. Um, But what I would say is, from an outsider looking in, Mm. Everton are treading water, okay, yeah. and um, it's. I, I do agree that you're sort of you're buying, you're selling to buy, and I know exactly that because everything you were saying reminded me very much of what happened with Leeds in a slightly different way because Leeds are in a diff- on a different scale in the League One and Championship. But Ken Bates would always say, "Hey, the club's healthy, we're there, they're thereabouts, breaking even." Yeah, but it's because you're selling your players. So you're selling your Johnny Housens, your Beckfords, your Delves, you're letting all these good guys go, and you just replace them with another random player. But you're never keeping hold of your, your good players who's going to take you forward. Now, hopefully Leeds are doing that. But it was always selling a player to buy a player. So if you want to spend a million quid, you have to sell a player for a million quid. The, the two points you made there, but the second one is... Yeah, buying players, uh, selling players is, again, good business sense because we were selling them for, say, £10 million and buying an adequate replacement for half that. And But all we're doing there is making a £5 million profit on the player, but then it goes who knows where. And this is another issue for the, for the Kenwright Out Brigade is where is this money going? Because it's not diminishing the debt of the club and it's not going into buying other assets of the club. But also the replacement of those players is to continue to tread that water. So, okay, we're doing a successful treading water in that bracket of fifth to eighth place, let's say, over the Moyes years and the the first year of Martinez. But it, it's it's planning only to finish in that spot. It's there's no planning to try and achieve something better. I think that's what people are pissed off with. It's not. Nobody expects them to lay out a billion pounds and for Everton to win the European Cup within three years because that's completely unrealistic. People just want to see some kind of ambition and progress. Your other but, point about them being a sorry, Adam. I'll just two seconds. Yeah, yeah. The um, the other point about them being a two club city and being, for want of a better phrase, in a shadow of Liverpool, which you know I can completely understand that point of view, is that you flip that round and use that example with Manchester. And you had City 
when they were bought first by Shinawatra, but then by um, uh, the Abu Dhabi group, is that they were even more in Manchester United's shadow than Everton are in Liverpool's shadow. But it didn't stop um, Manchester City being bought. Man City were in more debt, but they had a brand new, virtually free stadium given to them after the Commonwealth Games, which made the difference and the investment came because the infrastructure was there in Manchester City in place. That's one thing that's missing from Everton. I think that's one of the big reasons why an, an investor is not actively sought, even though Ken Wright and co might say that the club's been up for sale from the day they bought the club, and that's what they say. But that's because, but with that, Man City just lucked out. Sorry? Man City just lucked out completely there. They did, yeah. yeah. That's a once in a lifetime for any league or or, or whatever. But they were they were they were an attractive, more attractive option than Everton were. Even though Everton had been more successful than City, City had only just recently, fairly recently, come back into big time football and stabilised there. Remember, it was only three or four years earlier or so, or a little bit longer perhaps, that they were in the third division or the equivalent of the old third division. So they were hardly the most attractive proposition to the, the investment that they got before they had that new stadium. And, um, just when you're saying about where that money's going, but correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, because I may well be, but my opinion was always that Everton were a club that spent particularly high wages. Um, I think it's not that high. I mean, you, you, I think it was, I can't remember which one of you was, it said about Sunderland being the eighth highest spenders. I think... I would, I would take a guess that Everton are in that region. They're not in the top five, obviously, but I wouldn't say they were in the bottom half of spenders, but I could be wrong on that. And they've had to, for the likes of Baines and Fellaini in the past, they've continued to give them better contracts to keep them there. But that's that's potentially where a lot of the money goes, but the commercial arm of it is run so badly, and um, the, uh, the revenue from match day get, um Intake, you know, through the corporate and all that is limited because it goes back to Goodison not being fit for purpose in the 21st century. And that goes back to the two and almost certainly going to be three failed new stadium moves by the team. So that's, oh. that's where the frustration from people comes from. I think, on the other hand, I actually think and them have done a good job in certain areas over the years. It's time that they, either they did something different or they passed it somehow. They, they moved on themselves and got the right buyers in. I don't know why they haven't been able to do that if allegedly the club has been actively on the market for you know a decade and a half. But do, do they not see... An, do some of these people who want change not, not see the example of, say, a Portsmouth? I mean, if, if, I don't know how many people you have on Twitter, Adam, like you follow, but there's a lot of people who lose their, their rationality when, if you use that example of Leeds or Portsmouth or um, who else has gone to the wall or gone to the wall trying to keep up with the Joneses, they just say, oh, you're being hysterical. So I, I agree with you there. I think you're right. I think you have to show prudence. But I think in the mentality of this, let's call them the plane. They they have kind of gone to the point where they don't want to hear that argument anymore. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all, all I'd say as well is that I think one of the challenges with Everton, which deters 
investors is that unlike someone like Leicester or even something like Bournemouth, it's they're cheap. Well, they're not cheap mm. to buy, but to buy Everton, you've got to have a hell of a lot of cash just to buy it and then keep the lights on. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of grabbing hands, right? Whether it be the council, the police, um, mm. ev- everything that's involved with it, because it, and it's like Everton because it's such a big club. It's like an oil tanker, and you're trying to move it in a different direction. It's going to take ages. And um, whereas with Bournemouth, you can just click your fingers and go, right, today we're going to do this. <laughs> At Everton, you can't. Um, there's more profit margin in the likes of Leicester. Yes. Build them on. You know, you might have bought, you might pick them up for 100 million, sell them for 200 million. If you buy Everton for 150 to 200 million, the likelihood is you're going to lose big time. And it is, then it's a vanity project. And it's all about ego and so on, um, and that's what's that's what'll deter the sensible investor. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Happy days, you know. If you buy Forest, you get him to the Premier League. Great, you, you've mm. made your money. If you get if you do the same with Wednesday or, or Leeds, great, you've made your money. But with Everton, you're not you're not buying into that. You're already buying into this sort of team that's sort of treading water, and then then it's sort of like sort out all the debts and then add a load more as well to start mm. developing the team to push into the Champions League, the Holy Grail. Um, but my, my other concern is that I think it was the owner of Palace who said this. He said that football in the Premier League has turned into a little bit like F1. You can't remain standing. You've mm. always got to improve or else you get left behind. Yeah. And he said that's what he has to do. And I just feel sometimes, especially last season, that if Everton continued the model of just... Yet yeah, we are as we are, and we're good, and we're well run, and everything. That there's going to be other teams that might sort of leapfrog Everton mm. and push them down, sort of mid-table. You know, you know what the worst thing actually that could have happened for that for the for the again I'll call them the playing group, the the Kenwright out group, the really vocal ones. The worst thing that could have happened on Saturday was a comfortable three 0 win because it because again the media is going to be looking in at that and thinking what are they all moaning about. Um, and and also not just not just that, but with Lukaku, the player yeah. who they've spent all the money on, being the having the phenomenal performance. Yeah, exactly. When he's been absolute garbage for the last twelve months, and he came out and had a stormer on Saturday, you know. And I was at I was at the Watford game, and they were terrible. And I think Saturday's performance could mask a lot of what's going on. But I, I think did... it's also it's not cut and dry to Everton. It's not it's not black and white there's a lot of gray in that whole situation there and people's opinions even even the people who are staunchly one side or the other acknowledge some of the arguments from the opposite side of the fence and that's why i think even the supporters minds that's why there can't be consensus there isn't consensus and there isn't one one full-on movement trying to push this board out of the club like you may have seen in other situations like liverpool when they had hicks and gillette and I suppose Leeds maybe have had with some of the people they've had running the club before. I think that's another issue that is just going to keep this whole thing rolling on without anything getting anywhere. How do you think they felt about you spend all this money on a plane uh, and you want to make yourself a point and then your team win 3-0? How do you reckon they must have felt? Do you reckon they felt happy their team won or a bit peeved? Well, knowing Evertonians as I do, they were probably pissed off that we won. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, the, the other thing I'd add as well is that cause I'm, I'm, I'm a member of um, something called Leeds LLP, which is um, a fans group to try and buy a, a share of the club. And um, 
it's like a hundred pound share and, and whatever, and they haven't, haven't succeeded yet. But they, they have been as soon as they set it up, within a few months, they were spoken to by Red Bull, Genting Casinos, um, investor groups. One investor group was willing to give them one hundred twenty million quid, I think it was, to buy Leeds. Um, and it's like they're all there waiting, like vultures, yeah. And but the thing is, why aren't they putting the money in? Because they don't well, want you, to. Because you covered that though. Because it's about how, how much money do you have to spend to get Leeds promoted from the Championship, and how much does that does that promotion add to your investment as opposed to what we said you could achieve with buying Everton? And and also, I think what a lot of these investors want is a clean ownership. So they want every, everybody who's currently involved with the club. They get out. We want our guys in, and ultimately. I think one of the things that holds up buying a club like Leeds or Everton is because the current people don't want to sell or they want to do it their way. So Chilina's got his own idea of how he wants to run the club because it's his club and he makes the pastor or whatever. And I think Ken Wright, you're going to have to drag him away from Everton. He's, he's not, he doesn't want to sell, does he? I mean, he, surely yeah. this is his life. That, that's the whole thing. Yeah. He, but he's publicly come out and said that the club has been for sale from the day he bought it from, from Peter Johnson. On his um, terms, though, not the, not the buyer's terms, that's the thing. He's probably saying, yeah, yeah, you can buy it, but you're going to have to give me X, Y, and Z, and I still want to be... That's that's pretty much, you've nailed it on the head. He wants investment, not sell, not a sale. And, and no no serious investor is going to say, okay, here's, here's 300 million quid, do what you like with it. You know, that's, that's never going to happen. So he's in cloud cuckoo land. He's an Everton fan, everybody knows that. And as as we say, he's a nice guy. I don't know what I don't know what's up with him, but apparently he's quite ill, Ill at the moment. I don't know how serious it is. Maybe that will tip the balance a little bit. I don't know, or it may harden his approach as to how what he's going to do with the club. That's another uncertainty in the whole situation too. So I guess it seems like it's status as it is you know it's just keep going as you are at the moment um probably i i don't think anything's going to change soon despite what is happening here hard hard-headed businessmen aren't swayed by this sort of thing very often so i think that they'll just hunker down let it all blow over and then in six months time they'll might reconsider their position if somebody offers a serious amount of money which i, I again i can't see because it's not that an attractive, um, even with all the TV deals, which basically goes in the players' pockets. It's not that attractive a deal for any investor to come in, unless it's the kind of once-in-a-lifetime deal that Manchester City got. Just out of interest, right, because this was one thing that was thrown at Leeds fans, especially from Red Bull, is that they wanted to change the brand. So they wanted to basically make it Red Bull Leeds, like Red Bull New York. Uh, or, sorry, New York Red Bulls. Change the name of the stadium. Red Bull Stadium, etc. If you had a big buyer like a Red Bull, mm. it wouldn't be Red Bull because you're you're blue. But something like that, mm. would you be willing to, in, in inverted commas, sell out if it, if it meant that two hundred million was poured into the club? I wouldn't or change. Would, I wouldn't change the name of the club, but I'd be quite happy to sell the rights to the stadium. That that's going to happen. Like if if Everton ever do get a stadium, part of the. Um, uh, the foundations of any deal is 
a naming rights package goes to somebody. So it's never going to be Goodison Park, New Goodison or um, Dixie Dean Stadium or anything like that. It's going to be Red Bull Park or Vodafone Stadium or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. It's guaranteed. Yeah, I just I just think that you nailed it as well, Mark, when you said about how you have different the opposite sides agreeing with with points as well. Because one of the arguments you see when people say about the the point you made about um, merchandise being available outside of the club shop, mm. but at the same time, those are the people who argue against that will say that actually, I think that Everton's kit deal is one of the the better ones in the league when you exclude the obvious. Yeah, because they they signed away the 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 whole thing to kit bags, basically guaranteeing a certain amount of money per year from kit bag, and it's then up to kit bag to make it work for them. Whereas you know, one year Everton could make fifteen million pounds from merchandise, and the next year make a one million pound loss. There's no way of guaranteeing. Whereas when they um, signed this. I can't remember if it was 10-year or 15-year deal with Kitbag. They essentially guaranteed a £3 million return every year. Regardless. Oh, no, I, meant, so, I meant the, the, the money. We get paid, isn't it £6 million a year from Umbro? And I don't know. I don't know about that part of it. That's My, my understanding is it's £6 million a year from Umbro, which put, puts right. us essentially in that position of what would probably be... sick of the top. I mean, like I said, you exclude the obvious anomalies that... And we're basically t- the top of what's left. Yeah, by, it, and by a did, long way as well, I believe. Yeah, well, we did well there because um, Umbro were kind of making their way back into football a year or so ago and they needed a, a flagship team. And once upon a time, Everton were Umbro's flagship. And then, you know, alongside England, we were the, we were the, the club flagship in the late 80s. Now they've come back in and Everton said, OK, if you want to ride on our backs because we've just done so well in the league and everything and we're kind of the top Premier League club with a kit deal available, you're going to have to pay us a lot of money to come back and be our kit supplier. So Everton Everton played a, a good hand in that respect to make sure that we were Umbro's top brand, if you like, because that's them making their way back into football after, I don't, I don't know if they even went bankrupt, but they certainly disappeared for a couple of years. They got, so, they um, Nike bought them. Ah, right, okay, yeah. But, yeah. but um, not anymore. No, then Nike, Nike sold them. Yep. Nike, yeah. Nike bought them, stripped all their assets, the England team, and then flogged them off. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, so we're, we're doing well, but as you say, when you look at, in comparing it to, say, Manchester United's deal, it looks pathetic, doesn't it? But, again, as as I think, I can't remember which one of you said, I think it was you, Adam, you shouldn't really come, or maybe it was uh, Chris... It's pointless comparing yourself against Manchester United in most things. Yeah, I mean, for a club like Everton, you want to be aiming. You want to be aiming at Spurs, ideally, don't you? I mean, I mean, you should even be aiming at Liverpool. There's no reason no, why no. not. No, I disagree. I think the reason why Everton, why the fellas got in the plane, is exactly the same reason why the fans at Newcastle United are all tetchy. It's because they're fucking bored. Because they're not, because they're not, Everton fans couldn't give a bollocks if they're fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth, as long as they've got a good cup run, something like that. The, the, the fans want some sort of glory, right? And it's been too long. 
for a big club like Everton and, and Newcastle not not to get that. And I think that's what's pissing people off. It's just not fun anymore because okay, you're but, just making but, up the numbers. But fans should also want a club that their grandchildren can support. What that's what they want to do. And you can we can all sit here and say about how brilliant it is that how where Chelsea are and how they they're, how they're self sufficient now. But their their break even point's brilliant. But if at any point Abramovich was to turn around and say he wants to call in all those soft loans, that break even is not going to help Chelsea fuck all. What what you said there, Chris, is is also the problem. You should be aiming at Tottenham. You should be aiming at Liverpool. That's not really showing ambition. And 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 to say the same thing about Liverpool should be aiming at Tottenham or should be aiming at Everton. No, Liverpool and, should be Liverpool should be aiming at Arsenal. We should all be aiming at the best we can possibly get. Now, if you go, I don't want to break into like history and all that kind of stuff. And and so much has changed in the last twenty five years because of the Premier League. Even in the last ten years, so much has changed. But as Colin said, there people are just bored of making up the numbers. That might be fine if you're, I don't know, West Brom, and uh, no, I don't want to denigrate West Brom. But Everton have won, uh, just rattle it off, nine championships, five FA Cups, top three or four places, regularly challenged for trophies throughout their history. But yet, in the last 20 years, since we last won something, we've never even come frigging close. So, that, that, that can't be right for the fourth or fifth big, fourth or fifth biggest club in England to be trying to aim to be seventh place every year. But then you're to some extent you're doing the same as Liverpool and living in the past, don't you? Well, no, we should be trying to recreate the past. That's the point. That's where that's the point that people have got to. Why should we just be talking about what we did in the past and and, and looking at old thingies and and, and saying, "Oh, Peter Reid wasn't he great?" Or in Liverpool case, remember Rush and Dalglish and all these kind of things. Okay, Liverpool have had more success than Everton have in the last twenty five years, but there's going to come a point where. Liverpool are winning one trophy a decade if they're lucky. Mm. That's not Liverpool. It never has been Liverpool. Not in my lifetime and for plenty of lifetimes before that. But that's where my point about, my original point about how I think that, that actually the request, you should be more wanting football to come to Everton than than Everton to go out chasing football. Yeah, but, but we know that that isn't going to happen. Unless something drastic like... Um, Salary capping and um, drafts like that they have in, N- in the NFL and all that, which of course is never going to happen, unless something to even the playing field that actually works comes out, then that's never going to that's never going to happen. <laughs>